Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left, that ball's hit well, back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run! Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. All right, good morning, everyone. Hour two, I'm in Omaha. I'm looking at the uh, Chuck right now where they're getting set for games nine and ten of the Men's College World Series coming up today. We're down to six teams. After today, we'll be down to four. After Auburn knocked out Stanford yesterday, Ole Miss moved into uh, the semifinals with a 13-5 win last night over Arkansas. That means Oklahoma on one side, Ole Miss on the other are the 2-0 and teams. You have uh, a pair of elimination games today at 1 o'clock. It'll be Texas A&M against Notre Dame. Losers out. Winner gets the Sooners on Wednesday. And at 6 o'clock tonight, Arkansas and Auburn will play. Losers out. Winner faces Ole Miss on Wednesday night. Um, what else is going on? Stanley Cup Finals. Tampa Bay tightens it up a bit. 6-2 to two win last night. Boy, there's been a lot of goals scored in this Stanley Cup Final. 2-1. Uh, to one, Avalanche lead two games to one there. And we are now two days away from the NBA draft. Of course, the Thunder with the 2 and the 12 picks in the first round of the NBA draft. We'll mock it coming up here in a little bit. Let's get to the phones, though. Ringo has called in on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Good morning, Ringo. Hey, good morning, T-Row. What a, what, a, what a great day to be an OU baseball fan. What a great week. What a great month it's been. Absolutely. Um, hey, I wanted to touch a little bit on uh, the base running stuff. Yeah, the old adage absolutely is you don't make the first or third out at third base, but the, the, the deal that Reggie coaches, and again, I hate to say some of that because it almost sounds like we should gloss over the job Skip's done, but I don't mean any of that like that. Reggie's always been a guy that it's a two-bag approach. If you're at home, it's, it's got to be a double out of the box. If you're at first, it's got to be first to third. If you're at second, it's scoring on a base hit automatically. That's the way Reggie teaches that. And on and on the Ordunio, I think it's Ordunio. I may Correct. have his name wrong. Ordunio. Okay. On, on his ball – that's not on the third base coach. The ball nope. in front of you is is on you. That right. and, and that de- that decision was made by Orduño to go first to, or to go for a triple out of the box anyway. So, listen, you don't you hate whenever that happens, but it hasn't happened that much. We haven't really ran ourselves out of very many innings, and the risk or the reward that we've gotten has far outweighed the risk. And you're, and the one you're exactly brought up was the Vatek game. That's an absolute no-brainer for 99% of the time. We're not sending a guy right there. But you could hear the audio uh, at the ballpark 
of the guys yelling two, 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 because they're trying to keep that lead guy or the, the trail guy. They're, trying, they're still trying to keep the double play ball in order. But OU's so aggressive right there, you can't do that. You've got to go try to stop limit as many bags as they can get. And that's what they talk about, chaos and creating chaos and all that other stuff. That's exactly what they do, and sometimes it's going to bite you. But the, the benefit has far, far outweighed the risk so far this year. And I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's next-level baseball thinking. If I had Reggie here, and we've had this discussion within the last 24 hours, and I said to him, and I have, there are some people out there that think you shouldn't make the first or third out at third base. He would LOL. He he would laugh out loud and say, uh, tell them to enjoy coaching their little league teams. This is not little league. This is not – this is – what we are doing here is next-level type stuff. Here's another example for you. This took place at Virginia Tech. I thought this was great. Uh, OU had runners at first and third with one out. And uh, it was in one of those situations, I want to say sixth, seventh inning, where they were up two or three runs. And getting one more run, you know, would have been really – it was very valuable. Trevin Michael was coming into the game, something like that. So uh, there's a fly ball to shallow right field maybe too shallow to try to send the runner from third. So the ball is caught. Guy from third tags up. I can't remember who it was. And he comes home. And Brett Squires is at first base. And Squires coached this way and also intelligently knowing this is going to be a close play at home. Takes off for second. And the guy at at, at the, the cutoff man says, oh, I got him. And he cuts the ball off. He cuts off the throw from home. And get Squires in a in a rundown between first and second, and completely intentional. Brett Squires sacrificed himself between first and second into a rundown just to keep that throw from going through to home plate because it was going to be a tight throw at third at home, and Zero, allowed an extra run to it, score. They do it all it the time, few- man. They are so smart running the bases yeah. and so it aggressive. A and M. The same situation I think happened against A&M about throwing somebody out at third, and the guy cuts it to try to get him a second, and, he, and he, they didn't get either one of them. And yep. I don't remember exactly what the play was. Spikerman but, had the um, hit. Yeah, yeah, there you're right. I, I, and if you – just to touch on Reggie's style. Uh, Uh-oh. Reggie won't even come to the he – just, he just – those guys just play hard. And Reggie's at the perfect level where that – excels the best in the big leagues you're, you can't it's really hard to get guys to do that it's almost impossible to get guys to play like that in high school where reggie was but first it's it's hard to find guys that are good enough to execute and handle the yep. bat like that he is right. exactly where he needs to be for this thing to excel so anyway let's stay hot t-row let's get three thanks more. ringo see ya. all right uh, and i and i and reggie gets a lot of credit and deserves it but uh i think we need to also make sure we give clay van hook credit because Reggie and Hook work very closely together and orchestrate this offense together. And Reggie's the new guy in this mix, and he came from the Yankees, and so he gets a lot of the glory. But it's really a a tandem thing that uh, Willits and Hook orchestrate that offense. And and Skip is the – the buck stops with him, certainly, but he's more than happy to say, no, I mean, those guys, I I put them in charge and I completely trust them and – and uh, they, whatever they say offensively goes. I mean, Skip has empowered Reggie and Hook 
to <coughs> install this type of offense, and uh, he loves it. So it's different. It's certainly different. If you are used to watching OU baseball or even Major League Baseball and are just now coming onto the scene and you're saying, boy, that seems like those guys are reckless, <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're like, this does not fit into the box of how I normally watch baseball teams play. Gotcha. It's why they're here, though. Because they have uh, they have played with reckless abandon all year. They have stolen twice as many bases as anybody here. They've gone first to third. They've scored uh, from second. They've tagged up on shallow fly balls. They have been more aggressive than almost any team in America this year. And look where they are. I heard you click your mic, Drake. Did you want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say it's the way that uh, T.J. Perry also coaches Little League Baseball, too. Yeah, so. right. I uh, I mean, a lot of times that that's how they refer to it as the T.J. philosophy that's around right. here. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Let's play like T.J. today. I hear that a lot. So, anyway. What else is going on, Drake? Or what else is going on? How, how did the station do yesterday? I, tell me. Anything interesting happened on any of our shows yesterday? Well, I know we got old Parker Thune up here, right? And Travis yeah, Davidson and everything. It was a warm and fuzzy day. Uh, we had the uh, couple reunited yesterday afternoon after a long uh, time apart. Teddy, Teddy and Tyler? Teddy was on vacation for a week, and then Tyler was on vacation last week. So hmm. they were two ships passing in the night. And, man, it was a very romantic show that they had, and they uh, really? had a very tender, warm uh, greet for each other whenever uh, Teddy walked through the door. Uh, big hugging embrace, and, I mean, it was probably a 30-second hug. So. Wow. I wish I had witnessed that moment. Yeah. It sounds, it it sounds was, uh, it was, touching. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any more talk about Travis doing the whoopig suey <laughs> as a – no, Part of our uh, uh, ref staff. I'll, I'll tell you what. There was a lot of dissent, though, on who it is that – this is on a more serious note – on who it is that should start uh, tomorrow for OU. Oh, really? Yes. Go um, ahead. A lot of people under the belief of, well, if you get A&M again and the way that Sandlin pitched against A&M in a very, very brief outing uh, on – what was that, Friday now? Uh, yes. On Friday, uh, do you really want to pitch him again, or do you go uh, in a different direction? I'm of the opinion Sandlin pitched – was it Gainesville that he pitched so well against Florida? Yeah. Um, he's a guy that's been pitching very well in some very big games for them this right. year against some really good offenses. I it, That was, to me – Friday, him coming out of the bullpen. That's you see a lot of starting pitchers that whenever they try to work out of the bullpen, that they struggle. I I don't necessarily look at that and say, well, uh, if he goes out against A and M, he's going to give up a ten spot. Was there a popular other option that was uh, uh, thrown about? I mean, there were lots of them thrown against the wall uh, throughout uh, Chaz, throughout um, Michael. Those were the two most popular. Do you throw uh, Bennett uh, early, which I'm like, no, not at all. Um, so, yeah, those were the two most popular alternatives to Sandlin, which I, to me the entire time I'm like, just throw 
throw Sandlin. Like, let's not overthink this. And the thing about it is if there's a guy that has been in this situation before that you know will make a extremely educated opinion and have a opinion that will be based on a vast amount of experience in the College World Series, it'll be Skip. Yeah. Um, uh, interesting topic. How about we take a break and expound on that when we come back? Um, 405-329-9000. If you want to jump in, you can text the show. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. In Omaha, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show here on The Ref. The home of Sooner fans were brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Back after this. Some say it's TJ's fault, but the name of the show is the T-Row in the Morning Show. So who's really to blame? You know? Just like the OU baseball team goes against conventional wisdom, Terry Saxon and Saxon Realty Group, they go against conventional wisdom when it comes to charging you listing fees instead of charging you thousands like any other realtor would. Terry and Jackie Saxon at Saxon Realty Group, they only charge you the one-time $8.99 listing fee. Give me a call. Good. Four of them. That's good. That's right. That's a, That's good, a good thing. thing. Uh, 405-361-3380 or visit saxonrealtygroup.com. Uh, give Terry and Jackie just a little bit of your time uh, today if you're looking to sell your home and see how it is they can help save you thousands with their one-time $8.99 listing fee. If that's the case. <laughs> it's been a while since I've heard that uh, that bite. Uh, <laughs> um... Let's see. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, let's get to that before you get into who should Go start ahead, Drake. tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of the criticism about OU's base playing uh, from some of the senior fans stems from the criticism and opinions of the ESPN announcers. I think that that does play a role. I didn't even know there was any criticism. What did yeah. they say? Yeah, they, they kind of criticized the being thrown out at third. I mean, that ah. anytime – Anytime you have somebody that's just a casual fan like that, they're they're definitely going to harp on those type of things. So, yeah. Um. Next up, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Buenos dias, señores. All uh, right. Hope y'all are having a wonderful morning. Just to continue to beat the uh, dead horse conversation, Toby. Coach Hook did and has done a great job. Those outs at third were not his fault. I agree. I love the aggression and trying to make the other team actually make a it's play. It's TJ's fault. That's right. It is TJ's fault. Uh, that's aggressive baseball. And honestly, that's part of why the team is where they are here in Omaha. Love it. Keep it up. Y'all are awesome. Love the show. Boomer Sooner from the Sooner Spanish teacher. Thank you, Espanol teacher. See, si. Por supuesto. Uh, next up, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, their aggressiveness is fine. Coach, uh, still should had Spikerman get back to third. Uh, is there any chance OU starts to pay Reggie Willett so we don't lose him to another team? I think there's a chance of that. Um, yeah, the, the Spikerman play was so weird because you, you actually described that perfectly yesterday and how it is that... <laughs> Uh, Coach Hook had to basically dodge the baseball uh, and didn't really have an opportunity to tell Spikerman to get back to third. So, Yeah, so in hindsight, the ball flies out of the glove and he tries to avoid it. Uh, Hook tries to avoid it. 
so that you know the ball. Yeah, it gets the ball. He's trying. You know, if the ball gets by him, then Spikerman scores, and he's trying to avoid it. So he turns his back to the play. In hindsight, in that split second moment, I guess it would have been better if he had turned the other way so that he wouldn't have lost sight of Spikerman. But when he turned his back, he could no longer see what happened. I don't know how you. I don't know how that whole thing couldn't have been avoided. This is the most OU baseball thing ever, by the way, Drake. The fact that we're having a debate about a game OU won in the College World Series. They're 2-0 and in the College World Series. And we've spent two days now arguing over a guy getting thrown out at third base. What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, this is, we, we cannot, we just cannot be happy as a fan base of an OU baseball team. We can't do it. We gripe and we gripe and we gripe and we gripe. Shouldn't bunt there. Shouldn't throw that guy. Shouldn't run that base. You shouldn't have that coach. You shouldn't do this. Jiminy Christmas, people. All right. He got thrown out at third. We'll try better next time. In a game they won by four runs. Jolly. Go ahead, Drake. What else you got? Am I still on the air? Dre, yeah, you are. Sorry about that. Okay, go ahead. What else you got? I uh, was answering the phone. You know that thing TJ does every once in a while. Um, yeah. Next up, Air Comfort Solutions text line. As Cade had enough rest to go if Texas A&M beats Notre Dame. Uh, no. 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 I mean, what is he, 16 months removed from Tommy John surgery? Go tomorrow? Uh, or, uh, yeah, I guess tomorrow is what they're asking. But definitely not tomorrow. I wouldn't think Thursday either, no. for sure. I mean, no, 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 no. Cade Horton will not pitch again until Sunday at the earliest. Um, next up, uh, I wonder if the folks at the Big 12, like seeing all the success of OU and Texas are having this year, UT winning, uh, golf and tennis, OU winning softball and gymnastics, and also doing well in Omaha. I'm sure that this is not by Bob Bowlesby's ideal scenario. No, no, I don't think they like it very much. Uh, uh, let's see. Good morning, gentlemen. I think Omaha feeling the love with uh, Mr. OU. Mr. OU's been here. Uh, he's been great. See, is it Senior Sooner? Is that what we call the the guy that wears the sombrero? I'm not sure what his name is. He's been up here. Uh, hundreds of OU fans, maybe thousands. I don't know. It's been a really good showing up here. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, Mr. OU's on hold? Yeah, he's there, actually. Oh, okay. Good morning, Mr. OU. Welcome to the show. Mr. OU, are you there? Did I lose you? No, you're there. I got you. I got you, man. You got What's me? up? I got oh, you. What's man, up? I had a great time, man. That baseball team is going to the ship. I know they are. <laughs> I feel it. I, I just feel it. They just got it in them this year, and I see it. They're young. They're hungry. Coaches only. Uh, the fans, the crowd is into it, man. We were loud then. A lot of people yeah, you were. that was fans up there. I'm talking about you can hear us on TV, people were saying. So I want to give a shout-out to the Sooner Nation for that and everything. And shout-out to the Omaha-Nebraska 
club for everything you guys did for me down there. I had a blast. I was hoping to hook up with you, but I know you're a busy man, Toby. But Boomer Sooner, man, everybody get on the bandwagon. Let's stop being negative about anything. Let's go win the ship because I'm telling you guys, we're going to win it. And I should be back there to cheer him on and get him going. Boomer Sooner, Attaboy. over and out. I got a clock out for work. All right. See you, Mr. OU. Love Attaboy. you guys. Bye. That guy's doing – see ya. Love you too, buddy. That guy's doing work, Drake. That guy's doing – he doesn't just show up, but he is working, man. I love it. Okay. The question before us is a starting pitcher tomorrow. Yep. Uh, it's going to be David Sandlin, and I think that's the right call. I understand the hesitation based on a poor outing in relief on uh, Friday. I understand that. But um, he's been the guy all year for them. He's been their Saturday guy. Now, his his last start against Virginia Tech wasn't a great one. Three and two-thirds innings gave up five runs. But his three starts prior to that were really good. Uh, At Texas Tech, got the win. Uh, Kansas State in the Big 12 tournament got a career high in strikeouts. That's the start right after his sister passed away. Do you remember that, Drake? Um, Yeah. Earlier that week, Holly had passed away from cancer, and he went out there and had a very inspirational performance. And then against Florida – in the Gainesville Regional, he got the win in a winner's bracket showdown and was very good, too. And he's 8-4 and four on the year. He's had a very good season. Uh, he's going to be their guy. That being said, they are in a great spot with their bullpen. They haven't used hardly anybody. They haven't used Chaz yet. They haven't used Carson Atwood. Um, they could certainly, I think, uh, they haven't used Carter Campbell at all. I don't think they would hesitate to go back to Jarrett Godman again based on his performance the other night. So there are plenty of rested, ready-to-go arms out there if David falls into some early trouble. The uh, the fact that they are 2-0 and gives them uh, the luxury of trying to keep things lined up for the championship series if possible. There's no reason to rush Jake back. There's no reason to rush Cade back uh, or anything like that. They are in they have two chances to win one game. And the larger goal here is to win the national championship. And the best way they can do that is to start uh, Jake Bennett in game one and Cade Horton in game two and David Sandlin, if necessary, in game three of a championship series. That's the ideal scenario. And as of right now, there is no reason to deviate from the ideal scenario. Now, if Sandlin goes out and gives them a short start today or if they lose the game, then you got to rethink everything. But right now, they are sitting on the ideal scenario. So play it out a- until it is no longer feasible. Uh, there's no reason to think David Sandlin won't go out and give him a good start uh, today or tomorrow, I'm sorry. But if he is uh, you know, sideways or if Texas A&M or Notre Dame is seeing him and hitting him or whatever, 
I think they'll be quick to go to Chaz Martinez, most likely uh, out of the bullpen in long relief. But Sandlin's going to be their guy. Um, he's been their guy all year. He did not have a good outing out of the bullpen, but he did get his feet wet, and I think that will be valuable for him. He got on the stage. He's been on the mound, and it will help him next time around to have been through it a little bit already, I think. So um, I don't see another scenario there. I mean, I don't I, – I, I, there's no way that Skip is spooked by what he saw from Sandlin the other day away from him, in my opinion. Carson Atwood started a game in the Big 12 tournament and was good, but Carson Atwood is not a better option than David Sandlin. Um, Chaz Martinez hadn't started a game in a long time. I mean, the the only <coughs> – Chaz would be the only alternative that I would even um, consider – if you've got statistical proof that whoever you're playing really heavily struggles against lefties. And I don't have that breakdown, but the the coaching staff does. If you've got a team that is 100 points worse against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching, then maybe you consider that. But even in that scenario, Drake, I think they would start Sandlin and say, all right, if, if – he doesn't get off to a great start here. We'll be quick to go to Chaz because we know we've we got the numbers in our advantage that way. So uh, it's going to be David Sandlin, and uh, I fully anticipate that he'll go out and give him a good start. He has been very good for him all year. Uh, uh, last start wasn't great at Virginia Tech, but the three before that against very good opponents, Florida, Texas Tech, and Kansas State, he was nails. In so, big games, uh, obviously, too. I mean, very th- big those, those were games that you had a lot of circumstances that were riding on uh, yep. the outcome of those games. Uh, you had the chance to go win the Big 12 in Lubbock. Uh, you, he goes out and pitches well in five innings. He pitches extremely – you know what it is that's happening in both the Big 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament uh, against Kansas State, against Florida. Those two games, he pitched very well. Vodtech was a really good offense, and uh, they had to – you had the feeling that they were probably going to break the seal at some point that weekend. It just so happened to be against uh, David. And, I mean, the thing is, and you see this a lot with pitchers, I'm, this isn't an indictment on David Sandlin at all, but usually whenever it's – you have to also show confidence in uh, your guys too, especially if you're going to win a championship because you can't uh, really – a lot of times in baseball, especially, you can't go away from a guy and then say you win tomorrow and then try to come back to him on the weekend series and it work out. Usually those circumstances, and Skip will handle this perfectly, I'm sure, but usually in those circumstances it doesn't work out well uh, because baseball players, especially when they have a chance to just sit down and think about things, they get inside their heads a little bit and just let him go out there and throw and see what he does for you. And then, like you said, adapt uh, from there. David Sandlin is capable of dominating. Yeah. And has done it. Uh, in those three starts against Tech, K-State, and Florida, 
he had a combined 23 strikeouts and four walks. Uh, he's got a mid-90s fastball and a killer slider, and when he's on, he's capable of dominating. Yeah. And, and he's got uh, eight innings at one point this year, too. So Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, there's zero doubt in my mind that Sandlin will get the ball tomorrow. Um, the the interesting debate, I think, is Thursday. You know, what do you do if you lose tomorrow? That's the interesting conversation for me. Sandlin's going to start Wednesday. I don't think there's any doubt. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Toby and Drake back with you. I'm in Omaha. Another off day for the Sooners as they get set for a uh, 1 o'clock game tomorrow against either Texas A&M or Notre Dame. Sooners practiced here yesterday at Bellevue East High School after practice. Skip met with the media. Here's a little of what he had to say. Going on the road the last two weekends, waiting in hostile environments, how does that toughen up a team? Because it looks like the other side of the bracket is going to produce the same thing. Two two and O teams that had to go the long route to get here. Uh, yeah, I mean, trips. I think all those things uh, uh, come, you know, come into effect of when you're out there and in that environment you're playing. You never know what's going to happen. Sometimes you're at home. Sometimes you're visitors in that environment. And so I think that was that's the biggest key last night for us to be a home team. I thought it was really key for us and kind of set the tone early. Kate was really good in the first inning. Great play by, you know, uh, it kind of set the tone. Great play by Blake. You know, just not caring. He's just going to go get the ball and just playing like a baseball player should play. You know, he's just going out there and catch the ball. And Kate was really good and, and got him in the rhythm. And, and our we started forcing, you know, pressing the envelope on them a little bit. And it kind of helped us. Can you describe how that going on the road in Gainesville, in Blacksburg, uh, you won four in Arlington. Toughens you up for being in Omaha for when things get hairy or when the crowd gets loud like last night. Well, there's no doubt because the, that's the biggest thing is how how can you control yourself one pitch at a time when you're in an environment like that. You got they we talk about it a lot. They have a toolbox where they try to stay in their routines, and the the more you're in your routine, the more belief system that you have. It give, it gives you confidence, and you really you know nine times out of ten it's not really uh, in the environment's not really the um, the physical things that happen in within the environment. Now it's the mental things that happen that hurt the physical things. If you just stay in your mental routines of uh, you know trying to win pitches, checking off, going to your release point, which your release point is just a one thought system. Going to your release point is is no different than something physical with with association it might grab the dirt, throw it away, you might grab the rosin back, throw it, and get to the next pitch. You just want to have one thought, see the inside part of the baseball or throw the ball to the mid, because that's the only really, the one thought's the only thing you can control. If you have a million thoughts going in your head and then you're listening to the popcorn vendor up there or the hot dog vendor up there, then you lose sight of what you really have to accomplish, which is really throwing the ball to the target or watching the top inside part of the ball. How that inning for David set him up for Get him out there in the environment, you know, uh, of going through those things, going through his releases, doing those things. Less is more when you get in that environment because he's already had fifth, he already has fifth gear. He's really talented. He already has fifth gear, so to speak, in his uh, uh, in his arsenal. And so he didn't have to really try. And when you try, I thought he tried really hard. And once you notice that and you recognize it, that's what it'll help you if you recognize it and learn from whatever happens in that environment and try to go out there. 
and just think of, think about just executing a pitch, you know, not really caring. You really you just can't care. You just throw the ball to the target. Who, who cares about the outcome? Because the outcome is what matters. I mean, you either have a, a good outcome or a bad outcome or a good experience or a bad experience. If you have a good experience, you get back to your normal routines. If you have a bad experience, you have a release system that tells you, hey, I got to release this. I got to get to the next pitch. It's 100% of what you got to get to the next pitch, one pitch at a time, and control yourself. It's easy for us as coaches and, and all the, the sports psychologists and everybody to, to talk about, but it's hard to live. You can, you can do it by sitting in the line at the coffee shop. You can do it sitting at the line at the, at the red light and just breathing, making sure you're in the moment versus in the future or in the past. You can't live in the past this game. The, the, that's what the game wants you to do. It wants you to do that. Thanks, Trevor. You mentioned routine quite a bit. In the last few weeks, you've been on the same routine, go on the road, come back home, go back on the road. And now you stay here, which is good. I know that. But does, does the change in routine not going back to Norman, does that matter at all moving forward? It matters to me because i got to fill up deer feeders <laughs> a lot. So uh, I ain't got down there to fill up any deer feeders or put any protein out. So it matters a lot to me. But uh, uh, these guys, you know, coming in, washing clothes. Being, I mean, I, I really think it helps, too, because you're together so much more. You know, you're not in this apartment over here, this apartment over there, or that apartment over there. You kind of tend to play together, and you're together a lot. So you kind of, it's like the brotherly love type deal. Sometimes you'll see them wrestle with each other. Sometimes you'll see them get mad at each other. And sometimes you, most of the time, you'll see them love each other. In the grand scheme of things, it seems like you guys are pretty set, though, as far as pitching. You haven't used Chaz. You haven't used Carter. You haven't used Carson. There, there are a lot of arms that you guys can use here over the next couple of days if you need. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. I mean, we can use those different guys, and, and hopefully those guys will get in there. I mean, I know that all of them are fighting to go in there. They want to try to help the team win, and they're helping the team win just being present. You know, no different than, uh, uh, you know, Trent Brown on the dugout doing a chart, no different than the, uh, Brett Squires seeing different things, talking to his teammates or on the bats. That's the, been the, really the, the th thing. Like last night, it was probably the most special thing of all. We talked about being a team of Davids and running to the run into the giant and you, or, or run into the roar or whatever it is that we're doing, which is great. But when Sebastian got up there and then when uh, 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 Jarrett Gobbin got out there, you would have thought, you know, hey, um, Peyton Graham goes four for four, steals two stolen bases, hadn't done it since Barry Bonds, he would have got the spike. But the guy that got the spike was Jarrett Godman because they know he comes out there and he's been a good teammate. That's when you have a good culture on your baseball team. It doesn't matter about winning and losing, man. It matters about your culture of your team. And if your culture or team is, is there, then your chances of winning the game are greater. It gives you a greater edge to win the game. It's not just about winning. It's just about building that culture where those guys care so much and they're selfless. And that's what really matters in, in, in our environment and our culture. Is Jake available tomorrow night at all, or Wednesday night, or do you, do you want, want him to back? pitch? Do I want him to pitch? Yeah. Would you pitch him? I don't know what his arm resiliency is. <laughs> no, he's not available. <laughs> okay. He will not be available. What would that be? Four days rest. His next start could be Thursday okay. if we if we get to Thursday. And, uh, and if we get to Thursday, it could be his next start. If not, it'll be Friday or whenever Saturday the next next time up. With all it being said, it'd be great to start him on Saturday. But he we threw a bullpen today. To, to get him ready to go on Thursday. Okay. Appreciate it, Skip. Thank you. There you go. Little uh, Skip Johnson from his media availability yesterday. <laughs> Do you want after him to practice. be available? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It is, you know, it's different than softball. And and, and I know there's a lot of uh, softball fans that um, are coming around to baseball. I mean, it's just, it's different. You you don't, the bounce back in the arm is, you can't throw back-to-back days. You can't throw every other day. I mean, it's at this, le- uh, you know, in college baseball and then Major League Baseball, um, you need five or six days to come back around. And they, we're talking about guys here in Jake Bennett and Kate Horton especially who are staring at high, high round draft picks in Major League Baseball. And as important as it is here, and it's very important to try to win a national championship, Skip has to also be careful not to, you know, mess up anything. You know, you you can't get these guys hurt. They got massive professional baseball opportunities in front of them. So, um, we'll see Jake again if the season is on the line, I'm sure. If they have to Thursday, they'll either start him or use him in some regard to get to the championship series. But they don't want to. They don't want to. You shouldn't want to either. (laughs) You should want him starting game one on Saturday if you can get there without having to use him. That would be uh, ideal. We'll be back. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. Terry Saxon, Saxon Realty Group, brings you this hour of the T-Row of the Morning Show. They help save you thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars, with their one-time $8.99 good. listing That's fee. good. That's a good That's thing. That's a good thing. Uh, even Brent agrees. It's a good thing. Give him a call. 405-361-3380 or visit SaxonRealtyGroup.com. See how it is that Terry and Jackie Saxon of Saxon Realty Group can help save you thousands in listing emissions when they help you sell your home. Eric Enverd Solutions Sex Line. We got a lot to get to here, T-Row. Ah, let's do it. Good. Uh, let's see. Uh, how about... Uh, Toby, how about these complainers need to remember what Mike Treps used to say? Coaches won a lot more games than me. Ah, man, I miss Mike Treps. You know, I've thought about him a lot uh, being up here. Uh, Listening to him call baseball um, was my favorite Mike Treps. He was a fabulous football broadcaster and, of course, sidelines for years and color with Brooksy and very versatile. But my favorite Mike Treps was baseball Mike Treps. And that distinctive voice and uh, all those years of, of calling OU baseball, miss that guy big time. Miss him big time. Even after he retired, he would frequently stop by the booth and hang out and chat. And, uh, man, great memories. Uh, How about Skip bringing in a kid who hasn't thrown in a month and having the confidence to let him go get three outs? The future is bright under Skip. I was so happy for Jarrett. Talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, For him to, you know, get to be a part of this, and that was a big moment. I mean, that was not an insignificant, uh, out-of-reach contest, you know. For Jarrett to get a big moment like that and deliver and get to feel again like he's a part of of what's going on, so happy for him. So happy for him. And because he pitched well, I think there's a chance we'll see him again. 
has to be a boost for the team as well to see one of their guys oh, that yeah. struggled out there go and succeed. One of their on, leaders. Yeah, go yeah. succeed uh, mm-hmm. on a big stage like that too. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, they said in the news last night, Sandlin Wednesday, Bennett on Thursday if necessary. Um, oh, wow. Uh, here's here's a guy that hasn't texted in uh, a while, as far as uh, me hearing the text. Uh, I'm pretty out of practice on this, so you'll have to... This Carter? Uh, yeah. Morning, buddy. I hey, agree Carter. with you and all the other old-time fans that we don't need casual fans criticizing or asking questions about getting gunned down at third. We had 842 great fans per game last year, and we don't need any more. Have a good day. I don't understand the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, read it again. It, it's just a normal uh, voice. Yeah. Uh, I agree with – it seems like he might be using sarcasm here. Is he – okay. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Let me approach I, it from I a agree. sarcasm standpoint. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I agree with you and all the other old-time fans that we don't need casual fans criticizing or asking questions about getting down, gunned down at third. We had 842 great fans per game last year, and we don't need any more. Have a good day. I still don't understand the text. Yeah, I, I, I think, think he. I think you're he, right. I think he is using sarcasm. Yeah, I, I think he's trying to say, "Well, you only have 842 fans, so right, yeah, you probably want to." What off does that of, have yeah, to do I, with I, I us debating a guy getting thrown out of third? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we've got a fire Pete Hughes text. <laughs> uh. Oh, it, Carter, if you're not going to text in for a while, have send a better text than that. That was a terrible text. It was com- completely nonsensical. Yeah, uh, go ahead. What else you got? And a, a good question here. Wants to know why it is that Skip probably threw the Sandman out there in relief. Uh, probably because he had the idea that he yeah. wasn't going to pitch him until either right. today or tomorrow, whatever a scenario fell out. So just no, that's exactly to right. Work. Well, he knew he was going to go Horton in game two. So an opportunity to get his feet wet a little bit and um, and a game that was separated so that hopefully he'll be better today. We'll see if it pays off. We'll be back. Top of the hour break. From the gridiron to the hardwood to the diamond, no one covers the Sooners like we do. If it's Sooner Sports, we have you covered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. This is the home of Sooner fans. 